Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Why don't you look at me? I'm going to give you like a bunch of these things, and then we're going to we're going to start this brand new start this brand new level of series on Sunday about righteousness. I'm not coming out of it. How many of you been getting blessed by it? Now listen, you're going to have to believe what I tell you because it's true. Okay? Just believe what I tell you about you because it's true. Because sometimes in life what happens is you don't, you don't, sometimes you know we're in victory and then we're going to get in this new thing. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you don't know. Now look at pressure's coming in life. Okay? Good and bad. But you're going to win. Amen? You're going to win no matter what. You know how you know you're going to win? Because he always said, I always cause you to triumph. How in the world are you going to triumph and you don't even know the battle yet? First, right, it says in 1 Corinthians 15. Don't go there, okay? So I want you to write this down. We're going to go right down the line. I want to eradicate some behaviors that could happen if you're not careful. So write this down. There is no such thing. There is no dual nature because you're a new creature. Write that down and explain it. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Now this gets kind of odd if you're not careful because it seems simple and, and almost like, I don't want to say almost like a little bit, you know, elementary, but how many of you know when you start missing the elementary things of God, you start missing the big things of God? Elementary meaning what? You better remember this because we talk, we talk opposite of victory and righteousness continually. And then we want to, we want to understand how come this stuff don't work? You got to get the right image amen, of who you are because there ain't no dual nature in you. What do I mean by dual nature? There ain't, there ain't, there ain't two of you. Where one of you is good and the other one's bad. Dual nature means the nature of sin and the nature of God. Does that make sense? You do not have the nature of sin and have the nature of God. You got the nature of God if you're born again. And if you ain't born again, like everybody that you know outside of God, they got the fa- their father's the devil, man. That's what the Bible said. They might be nice. They got nice devils. But guess what? You don't have to go and say that. But here's the either of your father, God. Or of you're the nature of the enemy, the devil. You understand? So when you become a new creature in Christ, guess what? You're born again. So you're born into Christ, and the old you is no longer. That's very important. Well, then why do I act like the old me? You got an unrenewed mind. And you got to start renewing your mind who the new you is. So you have to basically erase yourself from who you think you are and start walking in the word and the pages of the Bible to produce what this Bible says you are. You see that? So look at Secretary. We're going to read 17, 18, and 19. I got it in the Amplified, which might be a problem. So let's go to, <laughs> like where I told you that first. I got it in the Amplified. Praise the Lord. She fixed it right. Look how sharp and quick and bright you are. Look at that. Therefore, right, I got a little, I got the one with the notes and they got the other one, but it doesn't make a difference. This thing, old things, look at this. It says, therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah, he's a new creature. Okay, you see that there? Old things are different. Everything happened. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Now, let's read it over there. See how it says there? Look at that. It says, old things, the previous moral and spiritual have passed away. Behold, new things have come because your spiritual awakening, you see that now? Brings a new life. So there ain't no old you. So write this down. There is no old me. You can say it. Say there is no old me. Now you got to preach, you know, you get the preacher on the radio. He tell you that, oh, that's the old man rising up in me. Be quiet. What are you talking about old you rising up in you? Ain't no old you rising up in you. I'm not picking on nobody. I'm just trying to be funny. You guys laugh. You know what I'm saying? But it's true. You know what I mean? That's your old man. What do you mean your old man? Ain't no old man. You've heard this stuff. Stop looking like you're all cute and you know this stuff. You know what I'm saying. You all heard this before, and if you haven't heard it before, you thought it. It's the old me. What do you mean the old me? The unrenewed you. You know, I'm Puerto Rican, so I get hot-headed. I'm Italian, so I yell. You know what I'm saying? People got excuses for all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. There ain't no old you. You got the love of God in you. You understand? You got the mind of Christ in you. So that you ain't the old you. Uh, you mem- come on, remember when y'all shot out? Some of you wasn't that long ago. Come on. You know what I'm saying? You ain't the shot out you. You know what I mean by shot out? Yeah. Whacked out you. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
You understand what I'm saying? You know, they, they lie, and then they try to get away with it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like man, the other week, man, the other week. Man, I, I'm saved, bro. The other day, I left church. What was Wednesday was that? Oh, my God, bro. I could find a devil somewhere. If there, there's a devil around, he will find he, They will try to come. Man, I come out of here. I left here, and I had the pastor with me from Bahamas. Man, I'm minding my business. I'm on the phone. I'm talking to, I'm talking to, I'm talking to your dude, and I'm saying, all right, man, we got to talk tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. I tell you what happened. I shut the door. I'm on the phone. The car is making noise. I don't have the key. I knew the key wasn't right. I'm like, dang, she took the key in the restaurant. I got to go see her. I'm like, Jesus, beep, beep, beep. This joker starts cussing like everything in the book, Mr. Williams, at me. I'm like, bro, I'm so saved right now. I started laughing. I was so saved. I, I knew I was so saved. I told the kids, I was like, I am so saved right now. Junior, I'm so saved. I'm so far from New Jersey. Praise be to God, Hallie. I'm so saved right now. I didn't say nothing. He cussing me out. Crazy. Nuts. The old man. <sighs> Dude, I would have run across the parking lot and hit you like David took a jawbone and slapped you upside your head. That ain't the old, that's the old you. The old you would have had something to say, I'll tell you that. Come on, you all act like you say You've been cussing in traffic today. You understand what I'm saying? The old you has a response and a react. The new you is a person of action. I'm walking away. I walk, Pastor, you would have been so proud of me. I walked away laughing. I was like, it's so cussing at me like that, like crazy. I'm laughing. Didn't even respond. Didn't even respond. I'm not bragging on me. You understand what I'm saying? If you let that old nature kick in, it's an unrenewed mind, Ellis. That's all it is. These people trying to make an excuse for their behavior and say, well, you know, no, it's an unrenewed mind because once you renew your mind with love, no, I ain't perfect at it now. You understand what I'm saying? But once you start renewing your mind in love, you don't even affect the actions leave. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Behold, you got a new life. Renew your mind to the new you because you ain't the old you. And ain't nobody getting over on you. Ain't nobody taking advantage. Are you pulling this in? Because everybody's like, well, you know, that's just my own. No, it ain't your own name. You got to take responsibility for your behavior. You got to take responsibility for your conduct. You got to take responsibility for your mouth. You got to take responsibility for your actions. Come on, guys. You can't be blaming, you know, that's my old nature. You better be blaming the new you because the new you is what? Yielding to the old nature, and you have to renew your mind to the new you. Are you pulling it in? That's what I'm trying to tell you. I ain't bragging on me because guess what? It ain't about me. You do the same thing. You got to, everybody here got the same testimony. You could have went off the rail, but you decided not to. Why? Because the love of God constrained you. Look what it says in 18 and 19. Very important. But all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ, making us acceptable to him and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So that is what, by our example, we might be, what, bring others to him. So your character is bringing other people, right? Now you got to preach to them. You understand what I'm saying? But look, that is what? That God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting people's sins against them, but canceling them. Amen? So he took out your old man. He took out the old nature. He took out the old you. So then what do I do to get in the new me? I renew my mind. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen? What's that mean? Renew your mind to the new you. Amen? What's he mean in Romans 12 and 1? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to do what? Present your body a living sacrifice, holy, just, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen? You know this scripture? And be not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. What's that mean? You got to renew your mind to the new you. Come on. Remember Ephesians chapter 4? You want to see it? Come on. We'll, we'll, we'll meddle for a little bit. Is this okay? Go to Ephesians chapter 4 and 20. Look at this. But you have so learned Christ. He said, if you learn Christ, you can leave it in the Amplified. Let's see what it says. Ephesians 4 and 20. Are you getting this? Why don't you hang out where you used to hang out? I'm new. Why don't you do what you used to do? I'm new. I'm a new creature. Remember, Brother Hagin, I told you that the week before. I'm a new creature. What's that mean? I don't do what I used to do. You're not the old you. I was doing this last week, Pastor Chris. I don't care. Put the new you on now. I don't care if last minute you've been to put the new you on you now. But you did not learn Christ in this way. What was that? If you have really heard him and have been taught by him, just as Jesus, just as the truth is in Jesus revealed in this life and personified in him, that you regarding your previous way of life, you put off your old self. See that right there? He said, put it off. Yeah, yeah. If I said put it on like a coat, 
you put it on. You put it off. It's a mentality. It's a way of thinking. You're not allowed to have your old way of thinking. You got a new way of thinking now. You're not allowed to think the way you used to think. You got to think the way God tells you to think. Well, I don't know if I want to think like that. Well, then guess what? It's the benefits of heaven. You got to think like that. Can't get away. Can't. Well, I want to do it today. I want to do it tomorrow. I don't. No, you got to do it every day. Now, look, we ain't perfect at it, but guess what? He makes up where we miss it. But you got to get better at doing it. Look, put off your old self, completely discard your former nature. You see that? I said no dual nature. You got to reprogram your head, which is what? Corrupt through deceitful lust and desires. See, this thing's all messed up. Get rid of it. Look at 23. Now you're talking about conduct. And be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind. There you go. Renew your mind. Renew the spirit of your mind. Renew your mind. You ain't no, well, how in the world do I get out of this mess? You renew your mind and you take on the same image and likeness of Christ. That's why these principles, he said, he said in 1 Peter, he said, if you look at the word of God, he said, you look at that image long enough, you'll become the image you stare at. James said it like this. He said, he said, put off the perfect law of liberty. You forget what manner of man he is. He said, that man doesn't know what he's doing. He walks away, he forgets. But if he's not a forgetful hearer of the word, but a doer of the word, he shall what? He'll be supernatural in his way of life. Amen? That's the only difference. The only difference between being supernatural and being carnal is a choice. That's all it is. It's all it is. But if you get good at this, see, that's why I, la- I was laughing. I'm reprogrammed now. I don't react. See, reaction's going to get you in trouble. Reaction's always going to get you in trouble because it's only, you, you see, you got to be a person to action. So how's it takes a little bit of seasoning, but you better, you know, come on, you're not, you might not be what you want to be, but you're a whole lot better than you used to be. Come on, you get, you're working on it, amen? Now, you're not working on righteousness, but you're working on walking in righteousness, being rooted in righteousness, you know what I'm saying? Like, I miss it too. Yeah, man, I flip out sometimes too. But guess what? That's because I put off, I choose to. Because I put off what I'm supposed to put on. And be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind. Continually renewed in the spirit of your mind. That means you don't stop this process. You know, one time someone said, you don't have an open mind. Somebody got mad at me, you know. They say, you don't have an open mind. I said, you're darn right I don't have an open mind. I work too hard to renew it. Why should I open it up to stupid stuff? I never thought of that. Uh... You know what I'm saying? People want you to have an open mind. Why don't you have an open mind? Open mind of what? Nonsense and lies? I'm very staunch in my beliefs, aren't you? Well, you should be, you know, you should be, you know, you should, you should just, you should hear it. I don't know, you can talk, but I ain't listening. Who's going to listen to lies? You know what I'm saying? You're going to listen to lies. Look, here's the truth. There's the truth. I got no problem. You want to talk about the truth, but you want to talk about nonsense and say it's the truth? We're going to have a problem. You know, because it was like world religion. You need to be open in your world. People want to study world religion. I'll study that for. You want what's well, goofy? There's only one truth. What do I got to know all the other ones for? Only one way to heaven, Jesus. Well, shouldn't you know everything else? Why? What for? I got to learn all that other stuff for. Well, shouldn't you think you should know something? I know Jesus is the way to heaven and the only way. What else do you need to know? Now, I don't got to be mean about it. I ain't going to throw. Well, you're, I'm not going to tell people they're wrong, but do you have to know what Confucius knew? Yeah, he's confused and don't know Jack. That's what Confucius know. That fat booty don't know nothing either. You got me? Yeah, I just said it. What do you think? He's going to come get me? Look at Jack. People are crazy. You're going to edit it out the tape? No, you're going to edit nothing out the tape. That's what I want to say. People are crazy, and they want you to believe they're nonsense. You think this is it? You got little baby angels. And you all with them baby angels floating in the air with them little arrows. Bing, 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 bing. That is so stupid. Angels ain't little fat baby things with wings on them. Nine-foot warriors yielding flames, throwing swords. All stupid stuff, man. Stupid. They want you to, don't you think you should be open to this? No, I am not going to be open to this. Crazy nonsense. You know, I said, this dude tried to tell me. I've been all around the world. I went to India eight times. Eight times, seven, eight times. I don't know, eight times I went. They tried to tell me, 300 million gods. What? Three, no, bro. 300 million gods. They worshiping rocks and this. I was like, what? <laughs> now, look, I ain't picking on nobody. And I'm not trying to make nobody mad. But hear me. I said, well, something got to be right. <laughs> if you take this, let go slow. If you telling me all these different ways I can get to heaven, that can't be right. There's only got to be one way to get there. Why I got to try to figure out all the ways not to get there? Now, I'm not going to be mean or hurt nobody's feelings. Are you, are you here? Did that bother somebody? If it did, get over it, man. It's like, 
Man, he's saying, like, I found a way to heaven. You want to believe something else, believe what you want to believe. I'm not picking on nobody's religion. I love people. Did you get on a plane and fly there? I went. I'm helping anybody I can help. But here's the thing. Well, you should be opening your thought. Well, opening your thought for what? Listen, I'm not trying to be hard to hurt nobody's feelings. Let me tell you, there's only one truth. Don't you miss truth. Here's the problem with some of you. You got truth and you're trying to come away from it because you can't explain what you're walking through. Don't worry about what you're walking through because what you believe will change what you're walking through. That's the key right there. Because you try to figure it out. So don't get me going there, right? And be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind. Did you get that? Did you get that? Uh, now you're all shot out because, oh, my God, now he's going to talk. What's he going to say next? There ain't no telling what I'm going to say. <laughs> Having a fresh, un- are you here? And be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind. Having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. Did you see that? And continually renewed in the spirit of your mind and having a what? Fresh, untarnished, mental and spiritual attitude. Watch 24. He talks about your mouth. Put on a new self. Doesn't that have the same theory of thought? Put on this, put off that. Put on this, put off that. Put on the new self, the regenerated and renewed nature. See that? That's what he said that new life in Christ is all about. See it? Created in God's image. God-like in the righteousness and holiness of the truth. God-like in the righteousness and holiness of the truth. Living, keep going, in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for salvation. Man, that's good right there. Come on, that's good right there. Watch, keep going. We're going to see it. Therefore, reject they, oh, there we go. Reject all falsehood. Didn't I just tell you that? Then you should be open to it. No, I don't be open to it. Reject it. It ain't true. Don't pick up on truths, because let me tell you, let me tell you something about the truth. Once you get off it, the line of truth, you, you're going to sink. Once you start slipping off the line of truth, man, next thing you know, you won't be believing nothing. Falsehood, whether lying, defrauding, telling half truths, spreading rumors as such as these. Speak the truth, each one with his neighbor, for you are all parts of one another, and we are all parts of the body of Christ. So stay in the truth. Don't get out of truth. That's what I just told you. Stay in the truth. Well, if the truth's going to get people mad, well, I can't. What do you want me to do? Get mad. You can't get mad. Look, I don't, don't ask me my opinion if you don't want to know. But if you, I tell you the truth, don't get mad. You, say, you know, people get mad. You talk, start talking about the Lord. But what am I supposed to talk about? If you ask me about God, I tell you the truth. Don't get mad at me. Don't ask. Be angry, right, at sin, at immoral and unjust, ungodly behavior. Yet do not sin and do not let your anger cause you to shame nor allow it to. Last, and don't let it last until what? Watch this. The sun goes down. That's where everybody reads that thing, right? Don't let your, don't let your anger stay until the sun goes down. I mean? That just makes, make, make peace every day where you need to make peace. If you got to repent, repent. You ever just repent for just repent's sake? Sometimes, I'm saying, just I repent. You know what I mean? You make, a, make, a, make a boo-boo, you know what I mean? Just, just go in there and so, say, oops, sorry. Sorry, honey. You know what I mean? If you got to get, get, why? I, I think God's mercy is new every morning, but the thing is this, you don't want to bring over, you don't want to bring stuff from yesterday into tomorrow. What for? Ain't guaranteed tomorrow. You know what I mean? Get it under the blood. Look, you want to see it? Keep going. All right, you want to see? I got a lot of stuff to give you. My God. And do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into the sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or arbitrary resentment. Right? Said you, you get in this angry stuff and you hang on to it, you open the door to the devil. Cultivating bitterness. So if you sit on it long enough, it's easy to almost swallow it. So get rid of it. Get it under the blood. Get rid of it quick. You don't want to hold it. You know what I mean? You don't want to hold it. Look at 28. Look at this. The thief who has, bec- who, what? who has become a believer must no longer steal. To change your, at- change, change your character. Does that make sense? He said, let him that steals, steal no more. He said, the thief that got saved, don't be a thief no more. You understand what that means? The person that was jacked up, that got saved, don't be jacked up no more. Change your life. Put it away. You can. You got the power to put it away. 
right? Work hard, make an honest living, producing that, which is good. Keep going. Watch this. He's going to talk about your mouth right here, 429. Keep going. We're going to keep going, and then you're going to see it. Do not let unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, or vulgar words come out of your mouth, but only speech as is good for building up others and administering grace according to the need of the occasion, so it will what? Be a blessing to those who hear you speak. Ain't that cool? So how do you put it on? You keep your mouth right. Amen? So there ain't no dual nature. There's ain't no dual nature. It's been erased. Write this down. You better stay plugged into God, though. How in the world am I going to stay connected like this? You got to stay plugged into God. Everybody say, I'm plugging in. Don't come out. Look at Galatians 5, 24. And we're staying in the Amplified. I just, I don't know. I've been on a kick with this thing lately. Look at Galatians 5, 24. And then we're going to look at Ephesians 4, 20. We'll look at Ephesians maybe 4. I don't know. Uh, you kind of read that. It's good. We don't need to go there. Let's stay here. Okay. Among those who belong to Christ, Jesus have what? Crucified the sinful nature together with his passionate appetites. You see that right there? You see that right there? Look at this. Among those who belong to Christ, I got this one right here. I got a different translation. I might be in the message, but I don't, I don't know. Everything connected with getting our way and mindlessly responding to what everyone else calls necessity is killed off for good. Crucified. We're connected to crucified. Write this down. I'm connected to crucified. Did you get that? I'm connected to crucified. Guess where you are? Don't come out of it. My God in heaven. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Did you get that? I'm connected to crucified. Did you pull that in? Stay there. Is that all right? Staying connected to it. Live that, let that resurrection power flow through you. How do you do that? Stay plugged in. Amen? Stay plugged in. Don't leave it. Among whom what? Being belong to Christ. We're belonging to Christ. If you belong to Christ, then act like, act like you're in the family. You are. You're doing good. Hey, look, I'm not being weird. Stay plugged in. Don't come out. See, this is the problem. People come in and out of God. Don't ever come out. Just stay in them. There ain't no days off. Like, oh, you know, I can take a, I can take a day off. There ain't no taking no days off. Stay plugged in. Just stay plugged in. Don't move from coming out. There ain't nothing to come out of. You know what I mean? Like, you know, all like, you know, I could let my hair down. Don't let your hair down. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no hair, so I can't let down the hair I got. But some of you got pretty hair. Don't let it down. Glory to God. Hear it. Why? Because who are you really? You ever ask yourself the question? Look at, look at Colossians. Look at Colossians 3 and 10. You need to see this. We're going to read 10 all the way through 17. Colossians 3, 10. It's going to sound real familiar. Look at this. And what? And put on a new man. Here he goes again with this new man. Who's this new man? That's that 2 Corinthians 5, 17, new you. Look at your neighbor say, there's a new you. The old you's dead. New you's alive. Got it? You see it? You see it? Why, why does the old me remember? Why does the new me remember the old me? Because you've got an unrenewed mind. You know what I'm saying? You'll get, you'll get so good at renewing your mind, you'll forget who you, you got to race yourself. You're going to race yourself. You understand that? Yeah, I'm going to race myself. What do you mean I'm going to race? I'm going to race the problems I've created in the past. I'm going to race them. I'm going to outlive them. You're going to outlive them. Look what it says here. And put on the new spiritual self who is oh my God in heaven, man. Come on. Are you reading this? Praise be to God, those little angels are flying around in heaven making you all happy now. That's funny too. Lewis. This is tough. You guys are tough. Put on the what? The new spiritual self who is what? Being continually renewed in truth and the knowledge in the image of him who created the new self. Man, you just get you in this, you in this spiritual place of renewing. That's in the spirit realm. Don't come out of that. Well, how do I stay in it? New self. I'm glad you asked. We're going to read the next seven verses. A renewal in which there is no distinction. He said, look, he said, this ain't Jew or Greek. He's like, it's for the believer. Circumcised. It's no. Nor between nations, whether barbarian or whatever. Don't make no difference. He said, it's for everybody. Slave or free, but Christ is all. And then also believers are equal in Christ without distinction. So believers are what? Did you see that? Can you go back and let me see that? Thank you. 
and is what so believers are what equal in Christ. Did you get that? Without distinction. So ain't one bigger, better than the other. We're all equal in Christ. They all got the same playing field. We all got the same redeemed. Got the, all the same righteous. Come on, why? Well, it gets better. Watch this. Watch as we keep reading. So as God's own choice, my God in heaven, it's going to get better. So as God's own chosen people who are holy, that's God's idea. He called you holy. Why are you calling what God called holy unholy? Why are you looking at yourself like you're unqualified for this? Man, who are you to tell God what he picked is wrong? You know what I'm saying? I'm not picking on you. You know when I say that, when I talk loud like that and bold like that? I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just trying to shake your head. Who are you to talk about yourself when God already promoted you to greatness? Who do you think God ain't got great? Well, you don't know how much I sin. I can care less how much you sin. You don't sin good enough to undo what the blood of Jesus did. We just got to get you to wake up who you are. And then you'll stop living with like, you'll start, well, I start looking around and start, these people around me are weird. You'll get rid of all the weird once you find out you're supernatural. You know what I'm saying? You'll just be like, you're weird. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. You ever, you ever go see somebody like, you know, you ever like walk in an environment and people are hanging out with weird people and you're like, don't they know those people weird? Yeah. No, it's not like, dude, you cool, but some people weird. You ever been like that? You ever do that? If you don't, you better start thinking like me because I'm telling you, I think I'm thinking better than you. You don't think they that? You know what I'm saying? Like everybody got that one. Like, where did he get him from, man? That dude's weird. You know what I'm saying? That one elder in the church, he's like weird. <laughs> Ain't nobody want to put him on the prayer team with them. Like, oh no, you take Jim. I don't want to be with Jim. He's weird. <laughs> I'm way funnier than you guys laughing. I don't really care. I'm going to go home. I done talked about everybody tonight and Jim the Elder. I don't even got a Jim the Elder. What do you care? Relax. Calm down. Is he talking about me? Maybe I am. Stop. What's wrong with you guys? Stay with what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? They try to like partner you up like, oh, this is going to be great. You're going to be in my prayer group. Yay. Come on, man. Look, look here, look here. You chose people. Jim's weirdness is still holy in God. You understand this? He might be helping. The, I told Lauren today, I said, you know what? If we see the strengths and abilities in people, you know what I'm saying? That we don't see. In, you know why you don't get along with some people? They, ain't, they don't think like you. And if they think outside the box and we put them on a team where everybody thinks different, they might just help the team. That don't mean they're not weird. They're still weird. You know what I'm saying? But it's okay. We can work with your weirdness as long as we win. You get what I'm saying? But you are holy people. But some of you just got some real, real people. They ain't even saved. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? You ain't around people. These people ain't even saved. I got my... I don't even want to say this. I by God. I got to stop. <laughs> I hope to God they're not watching. Oh, Jesus. We're going to have to edit this. Make sure Angela edits this. All right. So, they, they, this dude was dating this girl. She's crazy. And everybody's all tactful. Like, you know, oh, well, you know, I think you should pray about it. I'm like, dude, you need to get rid of her now. Text her right now. Tell her goodbye in Jesus' name. Run. Are you nuts? Everybody's all calm. You know, like, oh, brother, you should. Well, you know, if that. No, I'm like, run. Are you. Run. How do you feel about it, Pastor Chris? Run. She's possessed. Okay, now that I got that out, <laughs> I was like, what did you do? I did what you told me. I'm like, thank God. You know what I'm saying? Some of you just are glutton for pain. Listen, man, I'm not picking on you. This needs to be in the atmosphere. This is going to help somebody by Sunday. This is what I'm saying. You're God's chosen holy people set apart. Okay? We're a little peculiar, but we're still supernatural. But some of you... You way outside the sphere of this thing. You hanging around with unspiritual people trying to get spiritual answers. You ain't going to find nothing there. But problems. You need to hear that. Because some of you are trying to fit in still. You better cut it out. I'm just trying to help you. That's it. I'm done. Let's go. Okay? I hope to God this is over quick. And well, beloved, I'm offended everybody. 
If I haven't offended everybody, give me the rest of the night. I got 18 more minutes. I'll get somebody else mad. So as God's own chosen people who are holy, set apart, sanctified, and don't write me a letter. I'm not going to read it. I read none of the hate mail. I don't get much every once in a while. I got, I got a counselor wrote me a letter. The last, last one I got one was from a Christian counselor from somewhere in town. They had some kind of hot idea. Don't you think? I said, I read that. I was like, no, I've renewed my mind too much. I don't think. I threw it in the garbage. Okay, for his purpose. And well, because I'm right. I don't want to be right. I'm right. This is the thing that we do. We compromise, and you can't compromise because some of you, your lives are going to count on staying around the right people. Because I'm telling you, that's the truth. Because if you get around the wrong people, you know what they'll do? They'll suck you in their mess, and you won't even realize it. And you're trying to be nice. You don't need to be nice and be a Christian sometimes. You need to be faithful and do what God tells you to do, even when it's uncomfortable. And I don't got a problem with people that are lost. I love lost people. But after you tell them a couple times Jesus is the way, and they want to put you in their mess, run the other way. It's only it going to help you. Okay? So just stay with me. I know what I'm doing here. Because I want you to see this. So you can watch this here. Perfect. And well beloved by God himself, put on a heart of compassion. Here we go. Kindness, humility, gentleness. This is the fruit. I got to put on. Hey, man, you know what? If you don't read 1 Corinthians 13 about love, you ain't going to put no love on. You're going to try to give them human love, and human love ain't agape. Does that make sense? I got to renew my mind. Can you go back? Go to the first part of that scripture, please. That was my fault. You understand what I mean by this? What I'm saying is, what does, what, does, what does put on look like? Put on looks like this. Put on what? A heart of compassion. Man, sometimes I get uncompassionate, but I got to put it on. See it? See it? See it? Now I got to reprogram myself. I don't want to give these people no compassion. God said, you got to put it on. You got to put on love. Love is kind. Love isn't jealous. Love doesn't get boastful. 1 Corinthians 13, you got to read it now. Love bears up under everything. Love suffers long. Love does not remember a hurt that's been poised towards it, and it never, it doesn't, it forgets. It's a quick forgetter. Now watch what he says here, right? I, I paraphrase it. We'll read it. But watch. We can even read that too next. Watch it. We're probably going to need it by the time I'm done. Put on a heart of compassion. Everybody say, put on a heart of compassion. Put on kindness. Put on humility. Put on gentleness. Put on patience. Now watch patience, which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness comes with a God or a good temper. I was going to say God-tempered, right? Because I'm thinking like God's temperance is what you're going to get. It's a good temper. You see that? Isn't that cool? That's painful if you're not careful because like, man, I got to put this stuff on, man. I feel like, no, you got to put it on. Because now how many want the new person benefits? Then you got to have the new person character. See it? Watch this. Keep going. It gets better. Bearing graciously with one another and willingly forgiving each other if one has a cause of a complaint against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you. Woo! So should you forgive. I don't want to forgive. Well, you got to forgive. He forgave you. You got to forgive. Ain't that cool? That's cool. When, that's cool only when it's not you in the mix to forgive. Right? I don't want to forgive. But you got beyond all these things, put on Man, did you read this? Put on and what? Wrap yourself in unselfish love. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Unselfish love. What's that mean? Man, now I got to go doing stuff I don't want to do, course, people, because I got to do it. But you got to do it because unselfish love doesn't get what it wants, gets what it's got to produce. That's, that's wrapping it. Watch this. Unselfish love, which is the perfect. I'm going to read all the way to 17 which is the perfect bond of unity for everything is bound together in agreement with each one seeks the best for others. When? See what it says right there? Agreement. When each other seeks what's best for others. Did you get that? Did you get that? When? Let the, priest, let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him, be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling, watch this, questions that arise. Oh, what's that? To this peace indeed, you were called as members in one body of believers and be thankful to God always. Oh, okay, watch this. Watch. Let the spoken word of Christ have its home within you. That means keep it in you. 
Now, this ain't just coming out of you. He said, be rooted and grounded in love. Put it in you. Because if you put it in you, you'll become one with it. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you keep looking at the image of the word, you'll become the image of the word. Let this spoken word of Christ have its home within you, dwelling in your heart and mind. Per what? Doing what? Doesn't it sound like marinating? Just marinating this thing. Permeate this thing. Put it in you. Don't get it out. Every aspect of your being as you what? Teach what? Spiritual things. Admonish and train one another with all wisdom. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your heart or thankfulness in your heart. Into God. To thanksgiving in Ephesians. But watch this. One more. Whatever you do, no matter what it is in word or deed, do everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and in the independence of him. Or in independence of him. I shouldn't say independence. Independence of him. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. So what I'm saying? So stay, you got to stay, everybody say stay plugged in. Because you got to find out who you really are. Man, write this down. If you're going to be God conscious, you can't be sin conscious. Can't do it. Can't do it. You can't be sin conscious. You got to get rid of this sin consciousness. Does that make sense? You got to lose sin consciousness. The only way to lose sin consciousness is get an understanding of righteousness. That's why all next month you better stay in church. That's I'm telling you, man. Because you, you can't have an opinion of what you think about. And church messes you up because it's half religious, half of it. It's religious teaching. It's like, it, it, to me, the church has been teaching. I'm not picking on most church. But, you know, like religion does this. You know, you're going to get it one day. What do you mean you're going to get it one day? Are you, are you pulling it in? Like one day you're going to achieve something. No, you got it now. Does that make sense? There's like this... I don't know how you want to say it. There's going to be this pretty you down the road or this new you down the road or you're going to get this thing down. You're working to get something better. You're about as good as you could. you as saved as you're going to get right now. You as good. Look at your neighbor and say, you're as good as this is going to get right now. Look at your neighbor and say, you're as good as it's going to get right now. You're as good as it's going to get right now. You ain't getting no better. Look at your neighbor and say, you ain't going to get no better. You ain't, that's as good as you're going to get. I'm telling you it's true. Because look what he says here. You got to understand something because you ain't no long, you're no longer alive. Amen. You got to understand this because you're no longer under the law. You have no more sin conscious. You have a consciousness of righteousness, but you have to renew your mind in righteousness. Look at Galatians 2.20. Look at this. You okay? Now you got to believe these scriptures about you. Is that okay? Look at this, man. You're going to like this. Y'all all right? I was like, oh, Pastor. Coming back and telling us, little baby angels ain't got no power. I'm crucified. Paul had a revelation. Paul's persecuting the church. Paul has a revelation. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. What do you mean I'm crucified with Christ? He said, I'm crucified with him. He said, I no longer live. Now, how in the world do you make a confession like this unless you get a revelation of oneness in Christ? And you understand. Now, this is, the, this, is the, this is the funny part here. You want to see something really cool? Watch this. Can I, can I help you? Okay. Go. Go. Uh, man, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to save some time here. but um, Go to 16. Go to, go to Galatians 2.16. It's going to make more sense when you see it like this, okay? Because he talks about justification. And then after he figures out justification... He explains the place of justification in his life and does not try to, to build the pattern of getting people to understand that he did anything about it. He just received it through Christ and then became one with it and just really spins it off to let them understand it. Knowing that a man is not justified. See what he's saying? You can read 20 and 20 just like nails it, but you got to understand where he was. You can read all of Galatians chapter 2 to make total sense. No, if you really, that, that, that's why it goes in the verse, that's why Galatians chapter 3 and 1, he says, Oh foolish Galatian, who has bewitched you, that you think this thing came by the works, or did you come by the hearing of faith? He's pulling it all together. You know what I mean? But he starts with this, just for time's sake, go home and read it. But that was the biggest thing with there. You read Galatians chapter 1, it's all about how are we going to get this justification? Well, he explains, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we, now he's putting the one, we have believed in Jesus Christ. He's saying, I believed it. And I became it. Look at 17. You with me? Watch this. We're going to read all the way through. But 
if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we also, right, ourselves, we ourselves also are found sinners, is, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. Now, wait a minute. Now, go slow. Leave that there because you got to read that for a minute because that could get you. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, okay, now you better get this. This is cool. You maybe never seen this before. That's why you got me. I'm helping you because we're a team. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, I'm coming in by faith to be justified. We ourselves are also found sinners. Is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. So here's what he's saying. You were a sinner. You took faith. You got justified. Okay? Now watch what he's saying. If while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are also found sinners. Is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. He got us out of sin. Through faith. That's why he goes over there and gets all wacky. And that other thing with Ephesians starts saying, well, and then Romans gets all really there. Romans really nails it. He's like, well, should we just keep in sin? Because if we get grace, if we sin, isn't it better to be in sin? He's like, no, man. He's like, when you got in grace, you got out of sin. And you used to be a sinner, but now you've been justified by faith. So sin ain't making you a better Christian. Sin has just been separated from you once and for all. Because of what Jesus did. There's no more grace because there's more sin. We're, we're what? We're sin abound, grace much more abound. So they kind of got to think like, well, if grace is working strong where sin is abound, should we just stay in sin? He's like, no, bro. Grace got you free from sin. Stay away from it. And grace gave you the power over all sin. So you don't need sin to make grace abound. Grace showed up in redemption, not in works from man's hand. That's not confusing. Trust me, you got it. You know what he's saying is this. You got it by, don't, don't complicate it. You got it by faith. Stay in the faith that got you the thing and don't come out of it. No matter how much sin shows up, grace gave you the power. Because let me ask you a question. What's hard to do? Kill somebody or think about killing somebody? Killing somebody, bro. Okay, what's harder? Sleeping with somebody or thinking about it? Okay, leave that one alone. All right, look, bro. Some of you scary, bro, because if you don't know it's think it's easier to go there in your head than with your body, you really sinning good. All right, stay over here. Come on. What's what okay, what's easier? To hate someone or kill them? Killing them. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like the thinking what I'm saying, I should say, I'm now I'm all screwed up after the other one. Right? Like this. If you say I hate, if I go like this, man, I hate Dave. I'm in sin. Killing somebody is a lot different than saying I hate somebody. It's harder to deal the mental. How in the world could God say in the Old Testament, if you what? Kill somebody, you die. In the New Testament, if you got hatred in your heart, it's as good as murder. See it? He said in the Old Testament, you sleep with somebody, you get stoned to death. He said in the New Testament, you just even look upon a woman with lust is as good as committing adultery. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Are you seeing it? How in the way? Some of you like, oh, God, I got to repent on the way home. Just stop. Just pull it in. Oh, my God. This is a bad analogy. Help me. But what's harder? The New Testament's harder than the Old Testament. Eye for an eye. Come on, no. Thought Because in the New Testament, you got grace, the power to transform your life. Grace will give you the power to overcome stronger than Old Testament do's and don'ts. Are you seeing the power of grace? Grace ain't some sloppy mercy. Grace is a powerhouse to keep you free from sin. That's why he keeps saying, well, then let, 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 let's, let's stay around sin so grace can abound. Now, grace came in your heart the minute you received Jesus Christ, and it has produced a plan of redemption for your life. Are you seeing where I'm going? What's it harder to say? Kill somebody or have hatred in your heart towards somebody? He said, look, man. He said, if you got hatred in your heart, somebody is as good as murder. You see it? How in the world can I not have hatred in my heart? Because I got grace to be a person of love. Are you seeing this thing? So grace is a powerhouse. It's not a penalty from just being around sin. It's a change. It's a life changer. It's the ability of God allowing you to do what you could not do by yourself. So why do we see this? So as he says, if we wa if wa watch this though, right? Okay. If while, but if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin. God forbid. Keep going. Watch this. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. He's like, what? Don't try to work for this. Just submit, surrender, and receive. Watch. For I, through the law, am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. He's like, I ain't, I ain't resurrecting the law. 
Guys, wherever you put law, you find sin. Don't build no law. Some of you have been building your own little Christian law. This is how you do. This is how you do. What did I tell you about wet paint? Every time you see wet paint, a sign, what do you do? You touch it. Wherever there's, wherever there's law, there's sin. Right? How wet is it? Why do you want to know? Because wherever there's a law, there's sin. Come on, I can't drive 55. How many of you do the speed limit? Don't lie. Watch. I'm, wherever there's law, there's sin. Y'all overdo it. You know, I know your angels stop. Don't tell me none of that stuff. My angels stop. I don't want to hear none of that. The little fat baby angels stop after 55. Big old nine-foot wielding sword angels stay with you. Come on, somebody. How you take that? You like that? You little cupid, fat little baby angel. I am crucified with Christ. Boy, I'm on it tonight. Come on. You should laugh. That was funny. I don't want a little fat little baby angel coming up with a little poker thing. Bing, 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 bing. Come on. I am crucified with Christ. Who's this? Paul. He said, I'm crucified with who? Identification with Christ produces what? The place of crucifixion in oneness with Christ. So he's like, I'm crucified. Who is he, crazy? No, he ain't crazy. He's one with God. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, yet I live. He said, what do you mean you live? Yet not I. He's talking like a dead man. He said, I live, but I'm not, it ain't me living. It's Christ who lives in me. In the life I live now, I live by the faith that the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He, he got one. He's so stuck in God, you can't pull him out. Yet not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. He's keeping me alive. He put him, here's what he did. He put, Paul put himself in God, and God put himself in Paul, and he said, I ain't coming out. You can't find Paul no more. I, yet, no, look what he said here. Look what he said. Go back to that first part, please. Let him say, I am, Paul, what do you got to say? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me again. You see that? See what he said? He said, I'm living, but it ain't me. Well, are you crazy? Well, who are you then, bro? I'm him. He's me. He ain't coming out. He ain't coming out, Paul. He said I'm crucified with Christ. What does it mean to be crucified? You died and rose again? Yes, it does. When did you die and rose again? You died and rose again when you were on the cross. I didn't go on no cross. Yeah, you did. You went on the cross when he went on the cross. Come on, you see it? See, you got to start identifying yourself like that. People are going to think you're crazy. You walk around going, can you imagine this? Well, Paul, who do you think you are? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. He got complete oneness, and he ain't worried about you figuring it out or not. I'm in Christ, and I ain't coming out. I'm telling you, listen to me. Why is this? Come on now. You want to see why? Everybody say, yes, we want to see why. Verse 21. I'm glad you asked. He said, I ain't going to frustrate grace. I'm just going to receive it. I don't frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came by the Lord, and Christ died in vain. He said, I'm just going to receive this thing. Righteousness, how righteousness come? By faith. Am I going too quick? Righteousness is what? Right standing with God. Now watch this. How did religion tell you right standing with God came? By what you did. You good with God because you rolling right. Nah, bull. Bump that nonsense. How you rolling? In faith. And faith made me righteous. And then your rolling will fix itself. That's your action. See what I'm saying? Religion said, how you acting? Let me see your action. Paul said, shut it, man. You want to see my faith? I'll show you my faith by my works. But you ain't going to see my works by my faith. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm going to show you. I'm living it by faith. And it's producing my works. My works don't produce my faith. My faith produces my works. My beliefs. He said, I don't frustrate the grace of God. I ain't going to frustrate this system. I'm just going to take it. Man, if we could get to, if we could, can I take you here? I'm going to mess the whole notes up. Man, you better get this now. Don't make me go get in trouble with the fat baby angels and then not get somewhere. Come on. It's Galatians 4 and 1. You get Galatians 4 and 1. Galatians 4 and 1 going to mess you up. But you get the bonus, you Wednesday night people. Everybody watching. Because 3... He t three, all three, he tells you, all Galatians chapter 3, he's telling you how free you are from the law. Okay? You don't remember it? Oh, foolish Galatians who have bewitched you. Then he talks about being free from the curse because Jesus made a curse for us, hanging on a tree. He's trying to show you all this stuff. And remember he went on, and if you're Christ, then you're Abraham's seed. He talks about the blessing. 
Look at, can you, can you go here? I'll keep you all night, but. Oh, man, let me do this. And we picked, we could pick some of this up. We could pick some of this up. Um, so the yai, give me like, uh, give me the four minutes. Can I have the four minutes? All right. Go, go to Galatians 3. And then, I, I can't even get into the law part. All right. Go to Galatians 3. Just go to Galatians chapter 3, 22 or something like that. And I'm going to read this. 21 would be great. Is the law then against the promise of God? God forbid. Now explain. You got to see this now. Okay, let me read it to you. Is the law then against the promise of God? God forbid. For if there had been no law given, we've been in trouble. For if there had been a law given, which could have given life, he would have did it. But he couldn't, because righteousness could not be established by keeping a law. Verily, righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture had concluded, everybody's under sin, that the promise of or by faith of Jesus Christ may be given to them that believe. You can't get this by keeping the law. You got to get it by faith. You got it? You seeing it? But before faith came, we were all kept under the law. Shut up in the faith which should afterward be revealed. Wherefore the law was a schoolmaster bringing us to Christ that we might be, that he might, that we might be justified by faith. Does that make sense? Law showed up to show you're a sinner. You understand it? Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, just showing you. Ready? But after, but after that faith has come, we are no longer under the what? Schoolmaster. You added the law. Because now faith becomes the new law to live by. The law of faith. Remember Romans? He, gets, he reads it in Romans. He said, what, what law do you work by now? The law works. He said, not a law of faith. We don't live in the law of works. We live by the law of faith. Now you got to stay in your beliefs. Watch this. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under schoolmaster. For all the children of God, for you are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. For as of many of you have been baptized in the Christ Jesus, you put on Christ. Here's that put on stuff. Put it on. Put it on. It's who you are. You ain't who you think you are. You are what he says you are. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. You're all in Christ. One. See that? Watch this. And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heir according to the promise. Now watch this. Go to 4 and 1, and we're going to read a little bit. I'll let you go home. Watch 4 and 1. Galatians 4 and 1. Okay, you with me? It'll pop that up there and you'll see this in a minute. Galatians 4.1. Now I say that the heir, who's the heir? You are. As long as he's a child, different nothing from a servant, though he be Lord all. But is under tutors and governors until the time appointed by the father. The heir. The heir. He said the heir is Lord of all. You the heir. Are you not Abraham's seed? Then you're heir of the world. Watch this. Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. Keep going. Watch this. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of woman, made under the law. Watch this. Keep going. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Keep going. And because you're a son, God sent forth his spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, I'm a father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant but a son. And if a son, heir of God through Christ. You ain't no servant, you're a son. And you're an heir. Heir because of what you did, what you believed. Come on now. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through Christ. How be it then, when you knew not God, you did serve, or did service unto them, which by our nature were no gods. But now after you know God, come on, look at verse 9. Or rather are known by him. How turn ye to the weak, bigly elements whereunto you desire again to be in bondage? You observe all this other stuff. I'm afraid. What? Don't make my labor be in vain. My God in heaven, man. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Listen, if you in air, now look, you ain't, you ain't, you listen to me now. You in air. You're in air because of the blessing. 
You understand that? You're an heir to the world. The blessings on your life because of righteousness. Don't go in and get in this works business. You're a son, not a servant. A, son, a servant, a servant, a servant doesn't get the benefits of a son. You understand that? You got it. Now, how'd you get it? Not because I work for it. The blessing of the Lord make. What's Deuteronomy ten twenty two say? The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and hath no sorrow. All this benefit package comes because what? With the blessing. What do we read in Romans four? Well, let's go there. I'm gonna shut it down. Go to Romans 4 and 1. Remember Romans 4 and 1? Go to Romans 4 and 1 and Amp 5. I'm going to read the first seven verses, eight verses. I'm going to let you go home. Then we're done. Come on. Romans 4, you want to play? Play something. Praise God. You all right? Come on, guys. Smile at me, will you? Are you tired? You tired? Are you a little tired? That make you tired? I'm like an energizer bunny. I'm a mess. But no, you getting this? Look, you ain't. Look at me, man. Pay attention to me. Look at me. You ain't no slave in this earth. Did you hear what I just said? You understand that? That's what this earth tries to tell you. You got to beg for everything. Scrape for everything. You're bound. You ain't bound. You're an heir of the world. Do you understand what I just told you? That's what that devil tried to tell you. Oh, you got to scrape for every nickel out there. No, you don't. You walk around and say, you know who I am? I'm an heir of the world. I'm a son of God. The earth is mine. He gave it to me. That's what that devil tries to do. Tries to leave, leave you in there in bondage, leave you outside the blessing, leave you away from the healing, leave you away. No, no, you say, no, nah, I'm sorry, man. You want to know what? Sorry, you ain't pushing that junk on me. I'm taking my place. Look at this. You're going to see it now. Y'all read this with me anyway. What shall we say then? What did Abraham figure out? Now watch this. Has he obtained a favorite standing? How did he get a favorite standing? See it? Did you, did you want to go back and see it? Go back real quick. Let me see that, please. You're doing great. Let me say it. What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, human speaking, is found? Has he obtained a favor standing? Question. Yes, he did. How'd he get it? Here we go. Verse 2. For if Abraham was justified, that is acquitted from the guilt of his sin. Man, did I read this Sunday? Remember? He didn't just get acquitted. He got acquitted from the guilt of what he did. Man, I'm going to tell you right here now, doing the thing is bad, but the guilt of it's the pain. Free to regret, my God. By works, those things he did that were good, he has something to boast about. He said, he "Can't boast about it." Now, watch, keep going, but not before God. You can't boast before God. For what did the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, trusted, relied on God, and it was credited to his account, and he was righteous and had right living with God, right standing by faith. What I say about the laborer? Now you show up with a lay. You didn't he say the slave? Didn't he say the servant? The servant was going. See, the servant's coming in and said, "My labor is going to produce my wage." Son comes in and said, "It's my inheritance. I'm just taking it." You better get that. Do you understand the difference? I come here. I'm gonna work a solid eight. Now I ain't come here to work no solid eight. I'm a son. I'm an heir. I, it belongs to me. I didn't come here to work for it. Just give me what's mine. Look, don't write it in the book. Don't tell me I'm an heir of Abraham. Don't tell me I'm a child of Abraham. Don't put the thing in the book if you don't want me to come and take it. There ain't nothing wrong with you taking it. Church trying to leave you silly and not think you deserve it. It's yours. Walk in there and go, hey, excuse me, thank you, pardon me, excuse me, thank you, excuse me, excuse me. Cut the line. I don't care. Excuse me, thank you. I'm taking it. The laborer, he's worthy of his wage. But if God sees you showing up working for it, you ain't getting nothing. Not credited as a favor or a gift, but an obligation, something owed him. And God ain't going to owe nobody nothing. You see that? The son don't know. The son don't think nothing. Is he just takes what's rightfully his by inheritance. But to the one who does not work, that is the one who does not try to earn salvation. by the, I'm a son. I don't earn nothing. I ain't earning nothing about salvation. You ain't learned nothing about salvation. But, but believes and completely trusts in him whom justifies the ungodly. His faith is credited to him as righteous, right standing with God. My faith makes me right standing. My faith gave me the blessing. My faith, just believe it. Look, he gets better. And in this same way, David speaks what? The blessing on the one whom God credits righteous apart from works. I don't care if I read it every day for the next month. I care less. You're going to get it. You don't get it. Because of works, you get it because of faith. Apart from works. What are you going to do when you separate your, what are you going to do when you separate your faith from your works? Just show up and say, 
hey, I'm here with faith. That's all I got. I ain't got nothing. I ain't got no goody two-shoe Christianity. I'm just here with faith. You're going to blow the doors off the blessing. That's what he said. Blessed and happy and favored are those who all lawless acts have been forgiven and whose sins have been completely covered up and buried. Now watch verse 8. Blessed and happy and favored is the man whose sin the Lord will not take into account nor charge against him. Read verse 9. I'm going home. Is this blessing only for the circumcised? No. It's for all the people of faith. David said this. One translation David said in verse 8. He said this. He said, to be envied is the man that receives it just by faith. Verse 8. Just let me see verse 8. We're going to go home. You can stand up. Come on, stand up. Let's go. Blessed and happy and favored is the man who sinned the Lord will not take account of church. No, he said, in, he says one thing. He said, the man that just comes in by faith and receives it is to be envied. You know what envy means? Envy means they look at you and go, I want to be you. How'd you get that? Envy. Do you understand? Envy is not jealousy. It's different. Does that make sense? And you ever envy somebody? Man, I want that life. You know what I'm saying? I want that life. That's what David said. He said, look at that man. Somebody go look at your life and say, I want that life. How'd you get that life? You're going to walk in there and say, oh, I got his faith. How'd you get it? I got a faith. I'm going to be cute. I'm going to be fancy. Don't got to know what I'm doing. I just believe. I'm telling you, don't you come out and believe. Because remember that was, now, now I'm going to show you something here. That was Romans, remember? Man, you got to see this. You all right? Are you just making sense? Am I going too fast? Did you pull it in? You all right? Did you get it? I'm going to preach it all month. I care less. You're going to get it. I ain't going to let you not get it. I'm going to sit here until you get it. And when you get it, I'm going to make sure you got it. Then I'm going to ask you a test. I'm going to have a test about it. I'm going to have a test. Can I show you, can I show you something? You're going to go home. Look, yeah, you, go, you got a minute. Y'all get up in the morning. You're going to go home and watch stupid television anyway. Romans 3, 24. I'm better than anything on TV. <laughs> I am. Oh, I'm not? Yeah, I am. Go to Romans 3.22. I'm sorry. I lied. No, I didn't lie. I'm sorry. I should really go to 3.21. Why not? I'm here. I'm getting an extra minute out of them. I don't really care. I'm better than anything on TV. 3.21. What do, I, what do you want to hear? Anything else? What are you going to watch? We go home and watch, uh, watch cartoons or something? Sports? I'm better than anything sports got on. But now is the right. I'm playing laugh. Ha, 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 ha. I'm funny. Where are you writing this down? Are you taking notes? Yeah, write it down. I'm better. Uh, better. Romans is better than me, though, now. Come on, write this down. Romans 3.21. I'm just playing. Ha, ha, ha. Have fun. You, some of you got to laugh more. Some of you need to get out more with normal people. But now the righteousness of God without the law. Are you reading this? Right. right just read it. We're going to go home. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest. Okay, what's the righteousness of God without the law? Being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Well, what is it? Glad you asked. Keep going. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. Oh, that's how you get it? You get the righteousness of God by faith in Jesus? Well, that's simple. I just got to believe. A, a ton, a, unto all and upon all them that believe, there is no difference. So just believe in Jesus. This is simple. Isn't this simple? Believe in Jesus. So if you believe in Jesus, you're believing in his word too, right? He's one with his word, right? Okay, now watch this. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody loves that one for their failures. Well, those fish in the glory of God. Oh, yeah, whatever. 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. See it? Now watch this. Whom God set forth to be the propitiation, which is sacrificed through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remissions of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. Watch 26. Declare, I say at this time, his righteousness that he might be the just and the justifier of him which believeth in. Just and justifier of him that believe. So what happens when you believe in Jesus? He just and justifies you. Declares you what? Righteous. Based upon what? Beliefs. I'm righteous because of what I believe, not because of what I do. Watch this. Watch this. Watch it. How are you going to boast? I'm going to throw something. He tells you where to boast. He said, it, where is boasting? It's excluded. By what law? The law of faith. It's a faith law. Just stay in faith. You see it? He, not the law works. You go in there like, I'm on, I'm good. I'm good, Christian. He said, then you can go in there with the law works and say, I'm good. What law takes away the boasting? The law of belief. 
How'd you get it? I just believed it, bro. <laughs> you go go to work tomorrow. Go, why are you smiling? You got to go see this preacher, dude. This joker told me that all I got to do is believe and I'm righteous. I just read what the Bible said. Don't get mad at me. I think Paul wrote Romans. You can believe whatever you want to believe, but I'm going to tell you right here now. He told you what to believe. He said, where is boasting? You know what he means by that? Where can you boast? He said, you can't. It's excluded. By what law? The law works? No. He's answering. He's having a monologue of the line. He said, how are you going to boast? He said, you can't. Then he gets, he's a little bit of a buster. You know, he's like busting chops a little bit here. He goes, oh, okay, what law? The law works? Yeah, right. It's a question. He's hammering you. He's going, so what are you going to do? You're going to show up with God with your works and say, hey, I declared myself righteous because of what I did? Bring that. You're going to bring that? You ain't going to bring that. You're going to go in there like me, humble and go, you know what, God? I don't deserve nothing, but faith got me everything, and I'm taking it all. Faith got me every day. What law? The law of faith. Now, just don't come out of faith. That's how you get out of righteousness. You start getting silly with your head. I don't know if it's for me. Does he really want me rich? He wants you rich. He wants you healed. He wants you all. He wants you delivered. He wants you reconciled. He wants you changed. He wants to transform. He wants you delivered. He wants what he said in his word. Just believe it. And don't refuse it. Just accept it. And don't worry about how he's going to do it. The law of faith will do it. Amen. You just stay in faith. Amen. Lift your hands to heaven. You did great tonight. Tell the Lord, say, Lord, thank you that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I'm not leaving it. I'm not coming out of it. I'm not changing it. And I'm not going to be transformed by it. I'm not going to tra- I'm going to let it transform me. You understand what I said when I said that? I'm not coming out of this. I'm staying in righteousness. Say that out loud. I'm staying in righteousness. I'm not coming out. Nothing's going to pull me out of this. Nothing's going to pull me out of my righteous position. I believe it. My faith has produced my righteousness. I accept it. I believe it. I am it. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Not by works, but by faith. And I receive victory in every area of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, clap. You did great. Woo! You guys got this thing. All right, listen. Now, this is what I need from you. I'm telling you what. Sunday, I'm going to start this series, Righteousness. I'm going to preach it every Wednesday, every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Sunday, all the way through. I want you to walk in the power of righteousness. Okay? I'm going to have one one week. I'm going to shoot something. I'm going to show you about Get creating a brand new culture of this thing. But I'm going to tell you right here now, you're going to step in this thing strong. Yeah, I need you to just come in this building and say, if this, okay, besides the funny stuff, you know, <laughs> when this guy tells me something in that book, I'm going to believe it. I ain't, I'm not walk out of here and say what that book says about me, nothing else. That's all you do. That's how you renew your mind. And then just say, nah, that ain't who I am. This, is, this Bible is who I said I am because that's who he said I am. Amen. And your life's going to change forever. Amen. You guys did great tonight. I love you. God bless you, man. I'm going to see you Sunday. Ready? Going to be ready for righteousness? All right, get in there. Go do it. You guys go get some rest. Glory to God. You guys are awesome. Praise the Lord. Love you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.